1: Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit hyundaiusa.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
0: You're listening to the Upperhand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Now, uh, we talked about uh, Chagosie Mokonkwo, right? And he needs to be yep. paid attention to because in redraft and dynasty, right? Six for 45 in a touchdown. He ran around on only 52% of dropbacks because he was sharing that load uh, with um, Austin Hooper. But he was targeted on 25% of his routes as a rookie, okay? Uh, he's been looking great on a per-route basis. He's leading all tight ends in the NFL right now in yards per-route run this year. So That's crazy. Keep, a, keep an eye on him. Okay, dynasty, like uh, you might not even have him on your roster. So (laughs) pick his ass up. Um, You know, maybe he's on your taxi squad, maybe. But for me personally, like, you know, he should be picked up in redraft as well. Now, you got to keep in mind, Traylon Burks should be back this week. Mm -hmm. So the targets might not be flowing towards him. He's still sharing the load with Austin Hooper, uh, even though I believe that he, he shouldn't. But we could right. see his routes go, go down a, li- a little bit more this week. We'll see. Uh, but, yeah, Burks could come back and then start demanding some more targets. So, you know, he's not a slam dunk by any means, but he remains a streamer because it looks like the talent is leaping off the page right now.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing for me. You know, if he's just a streamer at this point, you know, you're fine to pick him up. You know, unless you have guys like, I mean, Mark Andrews had a really quiet day. And, but he's still going to be defaulted to, I think, tight end, too. I know? um Unless you have Travis Kelsey at this point, it looks like it's just purgatory. Listen, I mean, actually, this. If, if,
0: if Anthony Brown is a quarterback next week, like if I have like David Njoku or something like that, I'm probably playing him over Mark Andrews. Oh,
1: yeah. And it's funny because you talk about another quarterback with a eh, quarterback situation. But Deshaun Watson, at least he's looking, you know, David Njoku's way, it looks like. So he's going to have that workload a little bit more locked in than maybe Mark Andrews. Who knows? Maybe Anthony Brown's just a target funnel for Mark Andrews. I don't trust them to throw it that much. If they do truly just stick with Anthony Brown, they're not going to have a pass attack. I I think it's going to be mostly run. I'd expect a Bryce Perkins-esque type of performance like we saw a couple weeks ago with the Rams where they just had to start somebody and they don't throw it a whole lot. So I think with the tight end position, the way it is, and I'm not saying Chicozio is Okonkwo is going to be someone you'll be starting as a top five or six tight end. I think he slides right into consideration with all the rest of them, because yeah. I, I think you could make a case for to start him against the chargers. I think better than you could make a case for Mark Andrews to start with Anthony um, Brown at quarterback next week. Maybe I, I think Okonkwo, you know, the way he's been playing, it looks like they're going to have him at least relatively involved. Um, that's all I can really ask for. I have a tight end at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, listen, I, I can't even <laughs> argue with that. To be honest with you, I can't. Um, it, it's now,
1: crazy. Tight ends just are not very good this season.
0: Saquon Barkley, you know, he, he went into the game on Sunday with a 50, 50 chance of playing. He ended up going, uh, but the injury costed him his normal role. Plus on top of that, the giants got blown out. So he didn't play at all in the fourth quarter. Uh, but only 11 touches on 31% of snaps. Gary Brightwell and Matt Breida were very involved from the get. Um, they all ended up sharing work. They combined to out touch Barkley. Um, but yeah, the Eagles just killed them. You know, that was part of the reason Barkley didn't play late in this game. And on top of that, the neck injury. So hopefully he got some full practices this week and he'll be able to go next week fully. That's the hope. Right. We'll see.
1: Another thing with the Giants what happened to them? They were 7 2. We are
0: won. who they thought Oh, we thought they were.
1: Yeah. It's just <laughs> it's just crazy. I mean, you know, kudos to Brian Deball. Everyone's calling him the coach of the year. I can't say I didn't see this coming because it's a Giants. But I mean, yeah. what are the odds? Do you it think if they keep happen. losing? If they keep losing, like I don't think Saquon, is there going to be a reason for them to keep fielding him? I mean, obviously they have to make a decision with his contract coming up, but like I don't well, know. Well they still gotta
0: make the play. They're still trying to make the playoffs here, right? Yeah. Like
1: if they beat the if,
0: if they beat the commanders this week, they're probably going to be in the playoffs.
1: If they lose though, I feel like, like what are the if odds they lose, they make though, the playoffs then? Right. Like, then
0: it goes, it goes very low because it's a big, especially game. Like the almost Lions like a playoff win. game.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Especially like the Lions win next week. Then it's like a four or five team race for wild card is, spots. This is
0: a, a playoff game pretty much between the giants and the commanders this week.
1: Yeah. So Saquon, he's definitely going to play, but like you have to wonder if they lose, like I would be concerned if I've Saquon that I'm not going to have him even for the championship in week 16, you know, that would be a say concern it so
0: me. say it in so zach <laughs> say it in so um say it so. let's see man uh, you know hopefully you know regardless hopefully they continue to play him like if you because ha- that would be a really tough situation
1: yeah um, especially I, with the yeah. way he started it's just it's just tough did you see Jared mckinnon
0: though like did you see him oh going yeah off the i started BC him Broncos? in one of my
1: leagues it, it was, was great really Oh,
0: awesome. good. <laughs> yeah. good for you man um But that first catch that he made, like, a wild toss from Patrick Mahomes. He was going out of bounds. Like, McKinnon did the rest. Like, he ended up with another long receiving touchdown. Uh, He ended Mm -hmm. up catching 7 of 9 for 112 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, His role didn't really change in this game. Uh, So, you know, don't overvalue him going into next week. But, you know, he's an upside flex play. You know, that's what he was this week, too. He has a very low floor. uh, But the Chiefs get Houston next week. You know, these running backs are both in play again, both him and Pacheco. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, he's still he's still going to be, you know, a potential flex play for you if you don't have anybody else.
1: Yeah. Did anybody have Jarek McKinnon for leading the Chiefs in receiving? <laughs> I yeah, don't think exactly. so. You know, that's just crazy. It's He played essentially the role of a receiver. You know, at this point, he had seven catches on nine targets. He only had six carries. He didn't do a whole lot with those carries. But the receiver work was good enough. I didn't seriously think he was going to have this type of game. I mean, I started him in one league just out of desperation. I actually started him over J.K. Dobbins, which, you know, worked out okay for me. But I wasn't expecting this. Definitely don't expect this on a weekly basis either. These past two weeks have been his two best weeks, I think, for fantasy football this whole season. So we talked about the role. It hasn't changed. Um, the other thing that was weird is it was against the Broncos of all teams. You know, their defense was actually – you know. They've been holding teams down pretty well. They had no answers for the Chiefs yet, how it's called, yesterday. Uh, this is just like a blip, you know, a good blip. Usually, like you hear about a blip on the radar, it's bad. This is like a good blip on the radar. I'm not expecting this type of production every week, but, you know, maybe he puts you into the playoffs if you were down a running back. You're down David Montgomery, you replaced him with Jarek McKinnon. Whew, you're sitting pretty.
0: Yeah, I would say so. If he, he, I think you'll be sitting pretty if you started Jerry Judy yesterday. Uh, he came yeah. through. You know, on the good matchup out of the slot against the Chiefs, eight for 73 on nine targets with three touchdowns, uh, two from Russell Wilson, one from Brett Rippen. Uh, Judy has another great matchup out of the slot next week against Arizona. So Sutton potentially missing another game because of that hamstring injury. He should be in lineups this week again. Yeah, obviously. Absolutely.
1: I mean, Brett Rippon got it done. The funny thing is, and it sucks. Are you watching a Broncos game? Yeah, we were starting to see vintage Russell Wilson, which was crazy. Obviously, of course, against uh, the Chiefs of all teams, you know, down 27. Maybe they let up a little bit on the gas. You know, the Chiefs, they kind of let them do their thing. But Russell Wilson was making passes. He had—he wasn't making all season. Of course, he goes down with injury. Um, Jerry Judy did catch a third touchdown, you know, by virtue of them being at the goal line when Brett Rippon came in. Um, so I'm not giving too much credit to Brett Rippon. I'm not sure. Um, how awesome of a start he's going to be next week, just because Brett Riffin's there and he didn't look too good. But he's um, an upgrade. He, you think Brett Riffin's an upgrade over Russell Wilson? Yes. What I saw from Russell I, I, Wilson I, yesterday, he looked okay.
0: You know, I did I, not like what I saw out of Russell Wilson yesterday. I know that he put up the numbers, but for every good play that he had, he had two bad ones, and he put a, he I, had some yeah. really questionable, head scratching throws. Like, what are you doing? You know, it, it was one of those things where, you know, he made some good plays. And Jerry Judy had a really good matchup this week. Um, the Chiefs, you know, are a team that have led up the most passing touchdowns to quarterbacks. So this wasn't a huge surprise to me. But the numbers were there for, for Wilson. But, like, man, like, there was some head scratching. Like, what are you doing type of plays from Russell Wilson yesterday where I'm just like, you know, the Broncos, if they started Brett Rippon all season long, they would have had probably three or four more wins than they do now. I really think that, that was that would be the case. Because the you know, the way that Russell Wilson looked yesterday was worse, I thought, in the, in this game than he did he looked in a lot of other games this year.
1: Um maybe. I, I mean, I, I guess that's what happens. They did go down twenty seven nothing to start the game. So yes, I guess yeah. you could say that's true, but from a fantasy perspective, if I'm looking at just oh, fantasy, yeah. he this he looked put like up a vintage Russell Wilson. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This looked like vintage Russell Wilson. He was making the deep passes a little bit, he was looking a little bit better. Obviously, you know, to come to be doing that coming down coming from down 27 is an issue and that's what they've had all season um but yeah i'm not too ecstatic about jerry judy next week i think it's going to be another quiet day i don't have much faith in brett ripon not that i had a whole lot in wilson but i think he's just more of the same for jerry judy um so i'm tempering expectations for jerry judy next week even though he had this big performance wouldn't be surprised if he went six for 50 next week and i'm not saying that that's not bad, but I don't think it's gonna be what a lot of people are projecting for Jerry Judy after that hat trick that he had.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you. I just love the matchup too. I, Arizona's given up so many fantasy points to slot wide receivers. Yeah. Um I am I'm, I'm curious to see who they put uh in the slot tonight um against against them with uh with uh Jacoby Myers to... out.
1: Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. And Jacoby Myers, who would it be? Like not Nelson Aguilar, he's been on the outside. Like, I
0: think yeah, but I think in this game, Aguilar is going to be the one in the slot with uh, with Myers out. I, he did play the slot a couple times this year um, with Myers out. You know, not you know, kind of rotating inside outside. I think he'll be the primary slot this week. So we'll see. You know, maybe he can get it done. But I think you know Hunter Henry will probably be the biggest beneficiary tonight. You know, with Jucelynn yeah. Myers out. Um, right. But yeah, we'll see. You know, hopefully whoever you got tonight.
1: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Um, all right. all right. So let's wrap this podcast
0: up. Just a couple more things to talk about real quick. 49ers absolutely destroyed the Bucks. You know, Brock Purdy was solid, you know, made some key throws. Uh, yep. Christian McCaffrey looked like vintage CMC, right? Uh, Debo Samuel, unfortunately, suffered a high ankle sprain. Uh, that you know, honestly, this is great news considering what it looked like when he was carted yeah. off. It looked like a season-ending injury. He was crying; like it was a bad scene. Did you see um, the
1: play that it happened on too? Like it yeah, was, yeah, it, 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 it was, was gross. Yeah.
0: yeah, it did not look good at all. Like I, I, it almost felt like both of his legs were caught up weird. Um, yeah, you it know, looked so like they
1: both like bent out like sideways. It was weird. It was it sucked, dude.
0: And um, you know he's probably gonna be out for a bit. You know he might be out for the rest of the fantasy playoffs, right? If this is like a legit high ankle sprain. Um, so and if that's the case, I think CMC's usage might get a little crazy, the rest of the way. Um, because a lot of the ways they're using Debo, that's the way they use CMC as well. So, just look out for CMC. He has a good he has good matchups all the way through. Um, you know through champion through fantasy championships. So, you know. He's going to be able to get it done for you. Um, right. I want to talk about the Bucks' backfield real quick. Rashad White led the backfield with 18 opportunities to Fournette's 11. Uh, White played four more snaps than Fournette, but Fournette had a couple more targets, ran 10 more routes than White. Um, it's basically like a net-net 50-50 split at this point. You know, they really just take each other's ceiling away. Uh, but at yep. least they're being peppered in the pass game. So yeah. if you're in a PPR league, at least they have some sort of floor, uh, even in a tough matchup like
1: this one. It's going to keep them relevant at this point. You know, the ceiling is gone with these two. Now you are playing them for the floor. Um, they're not. I don't think. I don't think either of them are top twenty plays at this point. There is a bunch no. of other guys with upside that you are going to be starting over them. So fall yeah. from grace for them, especially with what you know we anticipated Rashad White, hopefully, being a little bit better than he's been these past few weeks.
0: Yeah, one hundred percent. The Panthers' backfield moved to a three-man timeshare with Raheem Blackshear getting into the action. He vultured a goal line snap, vultured a goal line touchdown. Uh, Chuba Hubbard, like you mentioned, like you started him yesterday. Good job. He, he also played a ton of short yardage and goal line situations, which was unfortunate for anyone who started Deontay Foreman. Uh, none right. of these backs were on the field for more than 50% of snaps. So, you know, Deontay Foreman, you know, a couple weeks ago, he was getting all of the work, and now it's really a timeshare between him and Chuba Hubbard right now.
1: Right. And just from this game, I know it's not what we're talking about with the Panthers backfield, but are you worried about mm-hmm. Geno Smith at all after that game?
0: um i'm not worried about him you know they let him cook you know and we'll talk about and and l- real quick let's let's hit on travis homer real quick and i'll kind of work my way into gino like he was on the field for 90 of snaps for the seahawks travis homer right. was on the field for 90 of snaps you tell me any running back is going to be on the field for 90 of snaps i'm like oh okay this is, that's at least a top 20 week top 20 week right there nope yep. 5.4 <laughs> ppr fantasy points only 12 opportunities um, the process was okay. The execution was terrible. Um, the Seahawks, they get the 49ers next week. So if we have a similar injury situation, you know, with these running backs next week, <laughs> I don't think I'm playing Travis Homer unless I'm super desperate. Uh, right. but 90% of snaps though, man, like what a lost opportunity there. Okay. So yeah, they let Gino cook. Right. And that's what happens. when you let Geno cook, right? Like, you know, the, the, it was more, it was a little bit of a trap game. I think Geno might've been underestimating the Panthers a little bit um so that's kind of why i think the the seahawks are playing on thursday night right so uh, i feel like yeah i think they are they're playing the 49ers on thursday night so yep this seems this seems like you know a situation with the seahawks were potentially you know looking forward to that thursday night game as like the big game and they were underestimating the panthers a little bit and they ended up with the l um so i'm not worried about him this is a tough matchup against the 49ers so like i am tempering my expectations for gina on thursday night um, but I think after that, I'm not so concerned. I still think he's a quarterback one for fantasy.
1: Right. I guess it's true. And I want to want pin it on, you know, he had a couple bad interceptions because two of them yeah. went right. One of them went to J.C. Horn. I forget who the other – C.J. Henderson. They both went yeah. right to the defender, so that was just a little bit worrisome. But I think with the playmakers he has, you saw Tyler Lockett's catch, like, man – <laughs> he still got it. So um, Mar- Marquise Goodwin
0: got it done. DK Metcalf yeah. got it done. So and look, look at Gino's output. I, he still had 22 fantasy points in four-point passing, touchdown scoring. Look at right. his last couple games. Like since week eight, 19 fantasy points, 22, 19, 20, 24, 22. So he's been getting it done for fantasy. And you know, I wouldn't put him. You know, maybe next week. You know, DK Metcalf and Todd Lockett can take advantage of their opportunities, and he could still get it done potentially next week. You know, right? Um, I wouldn't put it past him. Uh, But after that, Kansas uh, Kansas City, and then the Jets—another tough matchup. But against that Kansas City defense, he should have a a good week. So I'm not, you know, losing out hope on him, but he definitely has a tough matchup. uh, Two out of the three next, uh, two out of the next three games for sure. Right. Uh, Let's see, Uh, Tua. You know, really shut the bed. It, last night, you know, he looked lost all game. It led to a very disappointing game from, you know, Jalen Waddle. You know, Tyreek Hill, though, you know, had a decent game, got that fumble recovery touchdown that we talked about yep. earlier. Uh, but keep in mind, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, I didn't mention DJ Moore. Apparently, he has an ankle injury that I just found out about. Um, he's getting tests on that. So keep an eye out on that. Uh, Tyreek also had an ankle injury. Obviously, he played through it. He'll probably be fine for next week. Just keep an eye on that. He'll likely land on the injury report. Uh, Jeff Wilson also got hurt in this game. He suffered he suffered a hip injury, left in the second quarter. So monitor that because if he's out next week, Raheem Mostert he's going to carry the full load against Buffalo next week. He'll be close to a must start, I would say, um, against Buffalo. Top fifteen running back for sure. Um, right. But it is worth noting that Mostert was the guy to start the game. He handled most of the work early, uh, before Wilson got hurt, and then Wilson started to come in and you know look okay. Um, but yeah, man, just real quick to close it out. Justin Herbert, he put all the critics to rest yesterday, right? Yep. Emmanuel Acho is hurting today with all of his Justin <laughs> Herbert slander, uh, yeah. but both Mike Williams, Keenan Allen came through. Keenan Allen, dude, twelve—he caught twelve balls <laughs> on fourteen targets, you know, yep. for ninety-two yards. Like he was just looking for him all game long. Um, he's looking like a PPR beast the rest of the way,
1: and that's. What we've known Keenan Allen to be. Justin Herbert looks for him, and Justin Herbert's a different quarterback when Keenan Allen's on the field. Keenan Allen is going to benefit from that. He got done even with Mike Williams having you know, his catches. He had a touchdown. Keenan Allen didn't, which is bodes well, I think, for Keenan Allen. His production is pretty solid, not touchdown dependent. The offense is good. And like I said, the social media quarterback, he should be getting a lot of likes this week.
0: <laughs> there you go. And with that, let's close it out. Um, appreciate you guys. Listen. If you made the fantasy playoffs, congratulations, okay? If you didn't make the fantasy playoffs, it sucks. I get it. All year long, this is what you've been waiting for to try to make it, but listen, it's all right. It happens. That's why we play the game. Uh, But, you know, what? what makes it more fun is, you know, just keep, watching football at least now you can watch football without the pressure um right but just stay you know stay in tune with everything that's going on just make sure that you kind of stay on top of the news stay on top of which players are breaking out there's always players at the end of the season that ends up doing a little bit of extra uh extra extra opportunity you know extra production and those are the guys that might become values you know next year so you want to keep paying attention don't tune out completely that would be my advice um but we appreciate you
1: guys yeah, go ahead. Yeah, definitely don't tune out if you are playing out of a punishment too. You know that's one thing. <laughs> that's true. Out. If your league has as a punishment, your your matchups, your game doesn't stop now. You know now it's avoid the punishment. One hundred
0: percent, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, so uh, good luck tonight, guys. Whoever needs, you know, whatever you need tonight in order for you to make the playoffs, good luck. Hope it works out for you. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll be back tomorrow, uh, for our waiver wire episode at nine a.m. Eastern time. Uh, and we'll get it done. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. See you later. Bye bye.
1: 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.